is the 30th day in the month of August 2023. God has been merciful to us. Let's thank him and bless his name and say, Lord, we are grateful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It is not of him that run it, neither it is of him that will it, but it's of God that showeth mercy. Lord, we are glad to be alive. We are happy for what you are doing and missed. And we thank you for your grace at work. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you have done. Be thou be exalted in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so, Father, we thank you sincerely from the depth of our heart for all you have done for us this year. Thank you for the journey so far. Thank you for your grace at work. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for everything that you have done. And Lord, we are very grateful. We ask tonight that you bless us again in the name of Jesus and that your name alone will be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And the saints say, believe in amen. Okay, we are going to the last day in the month of August tomorrow. And that means we are having just four more months before the end of the year. And God can still perform wonders in our life. Can you please stretch out to, to your neighbor and say congratulations? He said, gradually we are getting there. Before the end of this year, you have your testimony in your hand. In the name of Jesus. If you believe, say the loudest, amen. We must always be grateful for his mercy. We must thank him for the month of August that is ending. Thank him for his promises. Thank him for all the things that he has done. And as we begin to thank him, may we experience a new beginning in the name of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19 has been our watchword. We are talking about a new thing, a new beginning, and we have talked about so many things. And tonight, again, we are going to pray for a new thing. Believing God that four months is more than enough for a miracle. Four months comes the harvest. By December, all of us, we have harvest of miracles in Jesus' name. This year, we not just pass by as an ordinary year. It shall be your year of great blessing. Year of overflowing grace and abundant mercy. No matter what is happening this year, you will never be stranded. God will be more than sufficient for you in Jesus' name. Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19 says, Forget the former things. Do not consider the things of old. Say, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. It will begin to spring forth, beginning from now in the name of Jesus. And new things will begin to unfold in your life in Jesus' name. How many of you are expecting new glory, new blessing this year? Raise your hand up. Say, Father, as a new thing will come forth for me. In the name of Jesus. As you are declaring it, the Lord will honor your faith. In the name of Jesus. Say, believing, amen. Grace for a new thing. I just want to wrap what we have been doing this month up so that we can pray. Number one thing I'm going to talk about tonight is divine connection. Esther chapter 4, verse 8. And verse 14. Can you place it up? Esther chapter 4, verse 8 and verse 14. If you are there, you can read it for me. Esther chapter 4, verse 8 and verse 14. Anyone that is there in the congregation can read it. 
while the technical people are still working on their machine. Display Esther chapter 4, verse 8. We are there. Esther chapter 4, verse 8. Can I read it for me? Go to Esther chapter 4. Read it loud. Esther 4, 8. He gave him the copy of the writings of the decree that was given at Susan to destroy them to destroy the Jew to show it unto Esther to show it unto Esther and to declare it unto her and to declare it unto her and to charge her that she go in unto the king and said to her go to the king on our behalf to make supplication unto him. Make supplication to the king. And to make request before him. And to make a request before the king. For our people. For our people. Praise the Lord. Now, in the book of Esther, there was a particular decree that was made against the Jew, against the people of God. And Mordecai was sad, sitting at the entrance of the palace, and uh, the Lord has positioned Esther as the new queen. And uh, Esther saw her uncle afar. And he said, go and ask Mordecai what is wrong. And uh, Mordecai gave her a copy of the decree. Does it mean that Mordecai was not, uh, Esther was not aware of this decree? At times people in the palace may not know what is happening in the city gave her a copy of the decree that had been written to destroy the Jews. And Mordecai commanded her, go and make a request for our people. In other words, use your influence. And beginning from verse 8 to verse 14, Esther started complaining. You know, everybody in this city know that you don't make a request like that. There's a protocol to be followed. You cannot go to the king if uh, the king has not invited you. In fact, if you just make any supplication like that, you can die. And in verse 14, Mordecai said, if you keep quiet because of protocol, in a time like this, deliverance and salvation will come to the people of God, but you and your father's house will be destroyed. We will not spare you when deliverance comes. He said, who knows? Maybe God has placed you in this position for a time like this. Now, a time like this is a time where you need to enjoy all the connection that God has made available for you. That is why when you meet people in the church, greet them very well. Divine connection can create a new beginning. But let me tell you something tonight. When the Lord wants to bless you, He will usher somebody new into your life. If the devil wants to curse you, He will place somebody new into your life. The most important asset in people's life is human being. Connection is important. What it can take you years to enjoy, one single person without lifting a finger can do it for you very, very easily. That is why you must respect every relationship, every connection that God has placed before you. And you should be sensitive to them. Every human being is important. I've shared so many testimonies with you. And people are connected. 
you know, within a space of maybe one or two minutes. And before you know what is happening, they got job. People got job. A lot of testimony like that are banned, even in this house. God can connect you easily. And by that connection, there will be a new chapter in your life, a new relationship, a new life. Divine connection guarantee a new beginning. And at times, God will place somebody around you. If you refuse to open your eyes and recognize them, you may not know them. You may not know them. Connections. Connections. One person knows somebody. That person knows somebody. That person has friends that know somebody. And before you know it, you are connected to the most important person in the world. They say you are four person away to the most important personality in the world. Who knows? God has placed you in a position for this time so that you can help the people of God. And Esther did that wonder. May the Lord connect us to people that can work miracles in our life in the name of Jesus. As far as uh, Mordecai was concerned, Esther was that miracle worker. The link to the miracle. Psalm chapter 68 verse 6. Psalm chapter 68 verses. Can you display it up or you can read it for me if you find it. Psalm chapter 68 verses. The Bible says what? The Lord does what? The Lord normally sets the solitary, the lonely in families. He bringeth out those who? Those who are in bondage. We chains. The Lord set them free. But the rebellious will dwell in a dry place of the heart. The Lord set the solitary, the lonely in family. When the Bible is talking about it, it's saying that you may have no background, you may have no mother or father that can cater for you. But when the Lord plants you in a church, He's setting you up into family, He's connecting you. You are already connected. Somebody called me today, say, Sir. Am I home with Pastor Adetuji? I say yes. So I'm with Pastor Adetuji. Will you please give me five minutes of your time? I want to talk to you. I say, I'm all here. Go ahead and talk to me. I moved from Portaco to Lagos. I am just this and that. And I know that you're a pastor. I saw your profile on the Facebook. I say, very good. You are correct. And I want to be telling you. I say, please. You are in Lagos. I'm in Oshubu. Are you saying there is no church in Lagos? Say God connect people. He set the lonely in family. Locate a church in Lagos. Belong there. Relate there. Most of the things you want to be talking to me about from Lagos. They are in, in from, from Lagos to Shubu. They are there in Lagos. Waiting for your first. How many times do we see people? Coming after Savia and say, eh, My sister is in the hospital. I need Parastamo. My brother, don't you, you say you are born again? Don't you have a local community that you can call your uncle, your father, your brother? God put this lonely in families. He has set you up in a family. And if you are very committed and you are loyal to the family, you will never be dry. He said, but rebellious will live in the dry places of the heart. In other words, you belong to the family and you are rebellious. Nobody likes me. Nobody's interested in me. No. 
You don't need to go for your parapa people. Once you are born again, Jesus has become your parapa. Be committed. If they are sweeping, help them to sweep. Sweep. If they are clapping, help them to clap. If they are praising their Jesus, help them to praise their Jesus. You're already part of that family. You're already connected. The beer parlor people, they help each other. When they go for drink, they say, oh, serve everybody. We are one. You don't have money today, you have tomorrow. That is why the Lord put you in a church so that you can enjoy easy connection easily. But you know, some of us, when we come to church, we finish service, we just walk away. You don't greet anybody. You don't greet anybody. You don't know anybody. The Lord placed the solitary in family. But a rebellious person we live in dry places of there. And this is a dangerous time when you are lonely. Because you will lack help. Things that look so difficult, they are in the hand of people. They are very difficult. And they can be even in the hand of somebody very close to you that you don't know. Once you are well connected, you will be well favored. And you will enjoy new beginning. And you must be sensitive to know that important people are moving around you all the time. Important people are moving around and they need your help. Important people, they even need your help. They need your help. One single connection can link you up to your state. We, we started a part-time sandwich degree. And people apply. And somebody came to me and said, Sir, there are big people in this place who, that are now our students. I say. Who is that? They say this one is a PA to social politician. I say, PA, honorable or somebody. He say, I say, yeah, he say, PA to. I say, come. You're a politician. He say, yes, sir. You're a PA, okay. Come and sponsor. He say, okay, let's design. That's how this thing started. He was the one that invited us to the House of Assembly. Do you think I know anybody there? He's one of the students that took us there. And because he's our student, he's more committed. To the program more than anybody that is a stranger. I said, when he was carrying the form, I said, What do you want us to do for you? He said, Ah, I said, I'm going degree. If any degree in problem, I said, What do you want us to do for you? He said, As long as I'm there, God will connect you to people that matter. That's what you need. And that is important. Divine connection guarantees a new beginning. In Genesis 24, verse 12 to 15, the servant of Father Abraham prayed that God should give him success. And as soon as he stopped praying, a lady showed up. And like an answer to all our prayer. And in verse 4, he said, As soon as I stopped praying, then he said, Oh Lord God of my master, Abraham, please give me success this day. And so kindly to my master Abraham, then the woman showed up. Let it be any woman that, that will fetch water for me and fetch water for my camel. The woman said, I will fetch water for your camel. And in verse 40, when he was giving the testimony, he said, As soon as I stopped praying, your daughter came and I was connected to her. And that became a miracle that we are talking about today. God connects people easily. I'm trusting God this season. You will not be lonely. God will connect you to a new beginning in the name of Jesus. Never you underrate people. 
never you would have had lot and lot of testimony about how God connected people around the world. Somebody came to my view and said, sir, do you know that my traveling out was fascinated by my students? So my student that talked about me to his parents and he said I should travel out. Connection. Can come anywhere. A friend introduces you to her father. Somebody introduces you to this. That is how life works. A new beginning that God has prepared for you it will connect you to it easily. And your life can change within a second. That's why you have to respect divine connection. Nothing happened by chance under God. Nothing happened by chance under God. Look at it again in the book of Ruth. Ruth chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. The book of Ruth is a, is a book of miracle. Ruth chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. The Bible says something here. There was a relative of Naomi's husband. I love this particular part. There is somebody somewhere very close to you that you don't know that can do you a favor. Look at what it says. There was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, and of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. Yet somewhere, somewhere, somebody very close to them is languishing in poverty. In fact, the Bible called this kind of man a kinsman redeemer. Somebody that is able to carry you and take you completely out of poverty. But yet, Naomi said, I am empty. Look at verse 2. Then Ruth prayed. Look at the prayer of Ruth. So Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean grains. As of grain, after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, go, my daughter. Put on verse 3. Look at connection here. Verse 3. Verse 3. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reaper. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was the family. God connected them. God will connect you too. He will connect you to your greatness. He will connect you to your link. He will connect you to your favor. It will connect you to a new beginning. The fine connection is important for a new beginning. Just take one man to take you to the... And your story will change. There is nothing dry. There is nothing like poverty. There is nothing like shortage of blessing. It's just that you are not well connected to the source. Once the connection comes, it will flow. And before you know it, your language will change. One connection. You just see breakthrough. Number three. Two things that guarantee new beginning is divine information. When God decides to allow you to hear some information that will bless you. Mark chapter 5 verse 27. The Bible said there was a woman that was suffering from an issue of blood. But she has heard about Jesus. What you hear can initiate a new beginning to your life. What you hear. When you keep hearing positive news, good news about things around you, your life will change. Everything you have to, to hear is not about bad news. Even this time, you have to be selective. Luke chapter 8, verse 18 says, Be careful what you hear. In other words, purposefully hear good news around you. Hear good news. There are good news flying around. Make sure you catch one and hear it. Divine information. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 says that there are some people that they hear good news once. And he reveals to hear it 
For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as unto them, but the word preached, the word which they had did not profit them, not be missed with faith in those who had it. What makes the word of God to be missed with faith in your heart? You keep hearing it repeatedly. You don't stop hearing good news. You don't just get tired of hearing good news. You hear it again. Testimony, miracle, wonders, what God is doing around. You keep hearing it. There's a way you hear something. It will be echoing in your ear. You have to, because some of us, we are so used to bad news that we have been so pessimistic about life. It's like there's nothing anybody can say that we are, even when we hear good news, we don't even listen to it. There was a good news. It doesn't excite us. Because we are used to negative news, negative news. All that we hear in the paper, we hear on the radio, everything we around us is just negative news. So when somebody is bringing new information that can do us good, we tend to block our hair. I don't want to hear it. And without information, good information, there can be no transformation. Your ear must be open to hear what God is doing among these people. Testimony of joy. Testimony of good things. And when you remember all the testimony that God has done in your life, or you hear testimony in the life of other people, it will repeat itself in your life. It will give back to a new beginning. In fact, the Bible says, when you don't hear it, you are limiting God. Psalm 78, verse 40. The Bible says, they provoke him in the wilderness. They forget his doing in their midst. You must be re-echoing what God has done for you, what he's doing, how he can do it. And the moment you keep saying it and saying it, the more your confidence will be boosted and you have confidence to face the future. Psalm 78, verse 40. How often they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert. Verse 41. We are going to 42. Quickly put it there. Verse 41. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Verse 42. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from the enemy. When you forget what God is doing around you, you are limiting God. How do you provoke a new beginning? You keep on testifying about what God has done. It does not matter whether you need 200 million today. What matters is that you must try as much as possible to steer up your faith. Keep remembering what God has done hear the testimony of other people provoke yourself with the wonders of God and when you do that you will see the hand of God in your life Ruth chapter 2 verse 20, Ruth chapter 3 verse 9 and I move to the next one look at Ruth chapter 2 verse 20 you know we started about how this lady was connected that look at 220 then Naomi said to her her daughter-in-law blessed be ye of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead? Naomi said to her, This man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. You know, uh, Ruth just thought the favor was just normal. It's just somebody randomly just loves us. He said, No, that man that you saw today is our kinsman redeemer. And maybe with little explanation, gave her the instruction. Or revelation, what a kinsman redeemer should do. According to the Bible. Now look at Ruth chapter 3 verse 9. Ruth chapter 3 verse 9. When Ruth was proposing to him. 
Ruth proposed because Ruth knew her right. Look at what Ruth said. And he said, who are you? So he answered, I'm Ruth, your maid servant. Take your maid servant under your wing for you are a close relative. So this is making a mistake. She has an understanding. She has heard from somebody that this man is a kinsman redeemer and this is a laid down principle of the Bible. What you don't know, you don't ask. What, if you don't know about the benefit, you don't even pray about it. That's the truth. Somebody must expose you to the blessings that are hidden in the Bible. This woman was exposed to things that were hidden. There's a particular blessing your eyes will be open to and when you walk in the consciousness of it, you'll be able to pray boldly and say, God, this is my right and what I want it. You need divine information. There are a lot of blessings, information that are hidden in the Bible that you don't know. If you don't know about it, you can't pray about it. If you don't know it, you can't pray about it. If you don't know that those things are available, you won't pray about it. So that's why we need revelation about the blessings of God, our connections in God, things that God has done for us that our eyes have not seen. We need somebody that we expose our eyes to what Christ has done. And the more we are exposed to this thing, the more confident we are about God. I know so many people want to know about the devil. Strategy for warfare. Seven ways to conquer the enemy. Enemy in my father's house. Uh, this and that. That's what you want to know. You know. When it comes to you having a new beginning, the most important thing is to know your master and to know what he has done for you so that you can know how to use the weapon he has prepared prepared for you. If you don't know those things, you will not be confident in the battlefield. Even if you know the strategy for warfare, when you are praying, you'll be praying prayer of fear. There are some things you won't pray about, even when you know them, that they are real. Look at David now. David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that will be speaking evil against the army of the living God? I will go. They say, you can't go. He said, I will go. They say, why? He said, God is the one that fights his battle. They cannot leave me to die. I have faced a lion. I have faced a bear. God has given victory. The same God that fought for me in the jungle will fight for me here. And this Goliath will die. They thought he was just making a blind faith. No. He has something in his mind. There's something that he knew about circumcision and uncircumcision. How important the people of God are to God. That gave him confidence to move forward. If you live in ignorance, you will not create a new beginning. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Knowledge of what? Knowledge about the blessings of God. There are some things that have been prepared for you. You must know so that you can be confident in life. It is true that so many of us will clap hand and dance. But very few of us will know their right. And the Bible says those people that do know their right, do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploit. If you are not strong, if you are not doing exploit, then your knowledge is little. It's small. It's small. That is the truth. And nobody argue with results. You need to know more. The more you keep on searching what God has done, what God has given you, the better for you. Because the more confident you are in the face of life. You will not be afraid. I mean, we say, Talo Bojulegan. You don't need to Bojulegan. You can Bojule knowledge of God. The knowledge of God can give you confidence that this thing, this evil can never happen to me. I know who I'm serving. I know my God is on the throne. It's not this thing can happen to anybody. This one no, cannot happen to me. Because you are confident about the God that you know. And you need to know him more. Paul says that I may know him 
and the power of his resurrection. You need to have divine information all the time. God is dropping information to you because that's the best strategy to create a new beginning. That's what Ruth did. Ruth had that this man is your kinsman redeemer. Ruth was encouraged to move. She moved and told the man, marry me. This is your duty in the Bible. Ah, and the man said, you are right. You are, I'm your kinsman redeemer. But there's somebody closer. If the man will redeem you, fine. But if not, I will do it today. And when she got back to the house, the mother-in-law said, rest. The man will not rest until he has fulfilled his promise. Once you have the information, you can demand justice. And once you are praying for something based on information, you can enjoy quick release. And I pray in the name of Jesus, you will not be an ignorant Christian in Jesus' name. The Lord will give you adequate information for you to live a good life in the name of Jesus. For us to make impacts and to do well, both financially, spiritually, emotionally, family-wise, we need to download a lot of information from heaven and live our, our life based on knowledge. Live our life based on knowledge. Reverend Sam, when we're about to start this ministry, he asked me a question. He said, why do you think ministry go up and disappear? He said, why do you think ministry go up? He said, because the level of information that the pastor is exposed to can determine the longevity of that particular ministry. He said, that's why you see people that are not educated. They just born guru, 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 guru. And everything go down. Management-wise, zero. Financial-wise, zero. Education-wise, zero. So everything will just go down. He said, but watch ministry that were headed by people that were well-informed. They go into generations. They do things that outlast their name. Apart from the fact that God has called you, you must be well-informed. And there are some things you have to learn as a principle. That will make you last. It doesn't matter. The size of the devil. What actually matters is the size of your knowledge. Knowledge is important. Knowledge of wisdom is the principal thing. So divine wisdom or divine information is number two. Principal tool for you to create a new beginning. You must be informed. Your ears must be open and hear information. Number three thing that give back to a new beginning in a man's life is divine conviction. You must be convinced without doubt. A lot of people prefer to sit on the fence. Anytime we are talking about this, eh, God is good, but you know God, eh, faith is something that has to do with conviction of the heart. It's not leap. It's not confession. Your heart must agree with what your mouth is saying. Mark chapter 11 Verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever I say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, is I have whatever he saith. Look at what he's saying. He's talking about your heart, what you are saying. For you to have a perfect agreement between what you have and what you are saying, there must be a deep conviction within you that what you are saying is genuine. 
Not that you are trying to deceive me, having a fine face. But when you get alone, you say something that you want to say. Somebody said, Go so anywhere. That is your conviction. And the just shall live by his own faith. You cannot live above your conviction. I believe that my redeemer is alive. I believe God will not suffer the righteous to suffer bread. I believe God is my provider. It has to come from a heart-seated conviction. What you are doing must be done out of genuine conviction. Because anything that you are doing that is outside faith cannot bring the word. Anyone that will believe something and will not doubt in his own heart. Bible says he will have whatsoever he said. Say here it's about seven times. Whatever you say, whatever you say is a very, very lesson to you. Anyone that believes anything and does not have doubt in his heart we have whatever he said. Luke chapter 1 verse 45 says blessed is she that believeth for there shall be a performance once your heart is convinced that God can never lie, the Bible says there will be a performance for you. Do you know people come to church with their mind at home? That's why I say, come, let us reason together. Your mind is important. You must be convinced that God is real. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. He said, those who that come to God must believe. They must be convinced that God exists. And that God is what? A rewarder of them that seek him. If God is not rewarding, your coming tonight is in vain. That means there is nothing God is going to give you. You must believe that your coming to church is not in vain. There is something for you to take home. Otherwise, you have come to waste your time. God is not blessing anybody. Well, that's your conviction. God is not connecting anybody, Jerry. That's your conviction. There is no information anywhere in the Bible that can bless anybody. That's your conviction. The Bible you are carrying is nothing. What is the Bible? Some of it was written by somebody. Inspiration of God. That's your conviction. But somebody believed that the scripture were written by holy men. Inspire of God. And that is the mind of God available to us. It's the best book for us to read. And you wake up in the morning, you read it. You feed your heart with it so that your conviction can be strong. Men of faith are men of strong conviction. They don't do anything anyhow. They are coming to church with their mind made up. I know God is in that place for me. I'm going to be blessed. In fact, in Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 30, the Bible says, The woman said to herself, If I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She was convinced that touching Jesus' clothes will generate healing power. And this was a, a woman that was careless. The Bible says she has tried so many doctors. So the problem was very, very big one. But yet he said, If I touch his garment... It's not just hearing that produces result. It is conviction of the heart that produces result. Mark chapter 9 verse 23. Jesus says, if you can believe. In other words, if you can be convinced, all things are possible to him that believe it. If I convince those people that are here that God truly exists and that God is good and that God is a reward of people that seek him and that God will bless those people that worship him. I will not need anybody to encourage you to come to church because you are convinced in your heart there is a reward. You will go there. Every man will return to a place of blessing and pleasure. If you believe there is blessing somewhere, you will go there naturally. You will need people to push you because you know that no, I'm having an encounter with God. God is going to reward me, God's going to bless me. You go there, you do that. 
If you believe that if actually you give, that God has a way of blessing back, giving will not be a problem. My conviction is that if I give, God will bless. So I say, let me take the lead. If actually there is a blessing in giving, I want to be the, the person. If there is a need that is open to me, I will not raise the offering. I will start with what I can do. So when people see that I'm blessed, and they ask me, oh, I just love to do God's work. And God, that's my conviction. If actually there is blessing in God's work, I want to start and do it. Because I believe that God reward. If I believe that only communion is meant for healing, I'll prepare it, and I prepare myself to eat it, because I know if I take it, it will be a healing for me. And because that's my conviction about it. The just I live by their conviction and faith. It is what you believe that you stand on. If you don't have any conviction on anything, your life is just moving up and down. There is no new beginning. You, you go here today like a leaf. You go to another place today because you don't actually have anything that you believe in. Hebrew 11, 11. The Bible says, Sarah had faith. And when the Bible says, Sarah had faith, the Bible says, Sarah was convinced beyond any doubt that whatever God says, God can do. By faith, Sarah received, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bought a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Where do you do the judgment? In your heart. But in Lola's joy, why am I going? There is nothing there. So, but Sarah was past the age of childbearing, but she judged God faithful. Romans chapter 4, verse 16 to 18 to 19. The Bible says, Father Abraham was rejoicing in hope. The Bible says, Father Abraham was not weak in faith, even when Father Abraham was old. Romans chapter 4 verse 16 says, It is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. I think 18 and 19 says, Father Abraham was rejoicing. That is the conviction. You are not having food, yet you know that God is a faithful God. And he's going to do what he has said. Three things that create new beginning. Number three I talk about is the confession of the heart. When you are praying, believe that God will assist. Don't just come to church as a casual member or casual worker or casual follower. Look at it. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Start from verse 18. That is the confession of Father Abraham, strengthened in faith. Who, contrary to hope, in hope, belief, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendant be. Verse 19, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old. And nobody's hundred here. Nobody. It's already here. Nobody. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. But he was strong in faith. Singing praises to God. Rejoicing in hope. God is going to do it. At hundred. Oh, at hundred. 
and you are not yet unread. Did not waver the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. He never gave up. He believed that God is going to show. That's conviction. That thing can come from the heart. And you know, when you are possessed with this, it will show your face. It will show your service. It will show your attitude because you are convinced that you are serving somebody that cannot deny you your results. That's about your faith. We are talking about three things that create new beginning. Number one is conviction. Raise your hands to everyone. Lord, I am convinced that you are faithful. You cannot deny yourself. You can't deny your word. You can't deny your name. So you cannot deny me. Of the blessings that are available to me, I am convinced that I will not be disappointed. I'm convinced that I will not be stranded. I'm convinced that you are a faithful God. Almighty God. I'm convinced tonight that my prayers will be answered in the mighty name of Jesus. I will not be weak in my faith in the name of Jesus. I'll be giving thanks ahead of time. Giving thanks ahead of time. Giving thanks ahead of time. Thanking you for what you have promised me to do because you will never fail me. Go ahead and thank him that I'm convinced tonight that I am blessed beyond measure that all things are mine. I will enjoy good health. I will enjoy good prosperity. I will enjoy good life. According to your word, that is how my life will be. I will not be disappointed in the mighty name of Jesus. I know who I'm serving. My God is faithful. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, Father, give me information. Good information that will give me new beginning. Information, great news that we usher in transformation. Information, Lord, let it enter my ears. Information that will change my story. Information that will give me confidence about life. Lord, give me information. I want to be well informed of the opportunities that are around me, of the connections that I need to enjoy. Lord, give me good information. Information is my instrument of war. Lord, give me information that will transform me, transform my life. Give me good information about my health, about prosperity, about a good family life. Lord, give me good information that we usher in transformation in the mighty name of Jesus. Information that will give me blessing. Let it enter my life in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't want to be struggling in life. I want to be loaded with relevant information, relevant opportunities. Lord, give me information, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We are going to pray this one very sincerely. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I don't want to miss your divine connection. Everyone you have placed in my life for a purpose, I don't want to miss the opportunity. Every connection that matters to my future, don't let me miss it, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. I know with you, nothing just happened by chance. Lord, help me to enjoy every connection for my promotion, for my acceleration, for my new beginning. Lord, help me to enjoy every connection. Connection that will take me to the topmost top. 
connections that will open doors for me connection that will give me great blessing lord jesus help me lord to be connected connect me by your own grace and by your own power in the name of jesus let's pray and pray very well lord connect me with your favor in the name of jesus let your favor connect me to relevant businesses relevant opportunity relevant job in the name of jesus let there be a connection that will open new doors for me in the name of jesus i will not travelize connections lord help me to enjoy divine connection to the topmost top open your mouth and pray connect me lord connect me to greatness connect me to favor connect me to opportunity connect me to open door connect me to higher pedestrian in the name of jesus by your own power connect me to something that will usher me to a new beginning lord jesus give me divine connection in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayer raise your right hand to heaven say every door that the lord has opened for me nothing will shut it in the name of jesus no human being will shut it no devil will shut it every connection that the lord has opened for me nothing will shut that door in the name of jesus go ahead and say lord every connection you have given me i receive them by faith my door of opportunity will not be shut my door of favor will not be shut in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayer now open your eyes and you can go take this communion you know the next four months is important to all of us september october november december is the last four months of the year i'm very very important must be packaged loaded with blessing and september has been declared as a month of fulfillment fulfillment we want we want, we want <laughs> to get to a place before the end of the year we say ah or do it da. that is from september oh i won't go to the say or do it done already i've a the last minute game oh. so that we not be full of hypertension we want to know that we are, that we are entering september our harvest will begin to come in we have a reason to celebrate already. I say, I know, I know this year is good. And this year will be good for all of us in Jesus' name. So I want you to prepare yourself as the choir is singing. Minister, please come. We are going to take the communion. We have been praying for a new beginning and God has given us three things. And I want you to take the Holy Communion with conviction tonight. Let it come from your heart. Don't doubt in your heart. Don't doubt in your attitude. Let it come from your heart. From your heart that God is good. You are taking this communion for your heads. Hallelujah.